Welcome back to Weekly Dish. Thanks for joining us today. So let's talk about something that has been going on in the Twin Cities already for nine years. And I think a lot of people, I was reminded about it, and I think a lot of people don't know what it is. And yet, it's this very cool thing, and it's called Dinner in White, or Dinner en Blanc, if you want to play the Frenchie. Dinner en Blanc is the name of the dinner. And what happens is, and I'm just going to summarize it quickly, but it's like a flash mob. It's a pop-up dinner that happens once a year, and... um and everybody dresses in white and they show up at the same place to link up tables and have dinner. That's the basis of it. Let's just talk about how have you ever heard of it or did you ever know? Yes. Did you you knew it was happening or you knew that it was around? I knew it was around. I've never been. I'm intrigued by it and I'm going to join the Facebook group right now and it appeals to me. Okay. So here's the deal. We will put up uh we will put up a put up the a Facebook group. You have to ask to join it. Um and, you know, a long time ago, let me just tell you the history of it, because yeah. it's a very cool thing, actually. Um, it was it's and it's it's a worldwide event. Let me just explain that they have dinner in, and it's called Dinner and Whites in Australia and in, you know, Paris is the founding place of it. But they have Dinner and Whites all over the place. And it's it's a very cool thing. What happens? So it's it basically started in 1988 when uh, this Frenchman named Francois Pasquier uh, invited his group of friends to a big dinner outside at the Bois de Boulange um, and asking them if they could dress in white so they could find each other at this big park. He's like, let's just have a thing. Everybody get in white and we'll dress, you know, be in this park today. Um, it It's like basically they had their 25th or 30th anniversary event in Paris. I can't remember what that was. But basically what's happened is that it became an annual picnic. And so it was like, hey, let's just everybody meet at this you know place at this time of year. And then it turned into this thing where they had more and more people show up and friends invited friends and it became this long thing and they had to move, I think, to another place. You know, they had to move to another park. So then as it rolled, it became an actual event. So you still had to kind of know somebody. You had to be invited to come and they kept the place secret until the night of. Cool. And this is where this event comes in. This is what uh, has happened with the Facebook groups and everything else. It allows you to link in and not know about the event, the, where it's going to be until, t- you know, till the very moment. And so what's awesome about it is it used to be where it was kind of like a flash mob pop up where it was a little bit illicit. Like maybe, maybe you were allowed to be there. Maybe you weren't allowed to be there. Right. But you all of a sudden assembled and had dinner like in the middle of downtown or something like yeah. that. Now, obviously, in Minnesota, <laughs> we tend to have a better grip of rules and regulations and things like that. So it is a sanctioned event. You know, they do get permits and things like that, but nobody knows who the founder, who the organizers are. Nobody, it's not like, oh, you know, Jeannie is the one who does the dinner in white. It's all kind of secret. You just join the group and then there's a couple admins on the group and they have obviously, you know, knowledge, but you basically, what happens is, you know, at 6.30 tonight, where the place is, the location of the dinner is going to be. You have to get there by 7.30. So you have to just basically plan everything to get ready to go and then jump in your car at 630 once you see the the, the place on the Facebook and then go. And so and what, what do you prepare so for? So what do you prepare for is a good question. So this is a whole pack in, pack out event. And this is a completely and utterly bring your own everything. So what they want you to do is to gather your friends and bring a table and enough chairs to go and then set up. And has and it's supposed to all be white. You're supposed to be wearing all white, and the table should be white. But you bring in your meal and your table and your chairs, and you basically show up at the location, and then you link up 
Like you basically where it's not like I have a reservation for this spot over here. We want to be over here. You basically just try to like get there and then they start linking up. They start like there's like a table started and then everyone just joins their table to those. So it's this big one long table last year. Stone Arch Bridge. Oh, there are some great photos of it. And it goes all along the Stone Arch Bridge. Just hundreds of people in white all having a great time. That's pretty. So a lot of people and our friend Molly King from Arts Valley Village is one of the people who does this. And our friend Emily Anderson also. She's also a big dinner and whiter. Um, what they do is you plan ahead. You know what your table's going to be. You don't know where it's going to be, but that's the only thing. So then they have a bunch of friends and they may say, okay, well, you bring the flowers. You and a lot of people do candlelit, you know, because there's no power or anything. So a lot of people bring candles and candelabras and we'll bring the chairs or you bring the table, that kind of thing. And then and they make this huge, beautiful meal and they have beautiful place settings and they make like a very elegant affair out of it all. And you bring your own wine and you can have cocktails. You can do whatever you want to do. You just as long as you bring it all in and take it all out. So there's kind of this sort of efficiency in packing because you have to be ready by 630 to go. So everything's got to be prepared. Gosh, this is right up my alley. I know. And <laughs> so the funny thing is, last night I was talking to Meyer about it and we were like, why have we never done this? And then we were, I was talking to Mike Brown at Travail and I kind of was like, how come? I mean, I re- he was like, what is this? He'd never heard of it. Didn't know anything about it. And he was totally jazzed about it. He's like, what if like Mike and Bob and I did it with like our spouses or our partners? I was like, you should. And you don't have to cook for anybody but yourselves, you know? And he was like, but we'd want to. (laughs) (laughs) Couldn't I put a table in the middle and then just do all this cooking and kick their butts? And I was like, "Mm, no, it's really not for that. But that's okay. But the idea of it being, I love the idea of it like linking up to somebody else. And they're like, you can bring a round table. They, as long as, you know, the sides can still touch. And so that's very not Minnesota, right? Like we're not used to like, okay, well, I guess I'm here and I'm going to touch your table. Is that okay? Do you remember when I went to that Sobra Mesa dinner? Yes. That was local. Mm -hmm. And I met uh, Paul Bothrops was there. Me and my friend Sarah, there were like 12 people there. I met a girl named Jill who I actually saw at Martina last night. And I walked in the door and she was like, oh my gosh, hey. Like we follow each other on Instagram. Like she was a complete stranger who'd moved here. She worked, her husband works at an ad agency. We'd never met before. Yep. And we've now like stayed friends. Yeah. Now you would say you're weird, like pal. social media yeah. kind of friends, but well, friends. Like, yeah, sh- it's a community, right? Yeah. But that's, I think it's a really great idea for, and I mean, you guys could do it tonight. Anyone could do it tonight. It's not like there's rules other than. Wear um, white. Yeah. Bring you, white stuff. The basic rules are, is to kind of, is to wear white. And it's not like if you have a, you know, a red stripe on your hat or whatever, but I mean, everybody will be in white and then just bring it in and bring it out. You know, something that strikes me about this. I went um, at our cabin. We had some friends that stayed at our cabin and we came to the cabin for dinner. They mm-hmm. invited, they stayed in our place, but they invited us over for dinner because we were staying at another place. So we like pull up to our own cabin. Yeah. And they've pulled the table outside. They've put a tablecloth. They've made a flower arrangement out of bark and stuff in the woods. Yeah. They had like a makeshift kind of wine bucket that was literally like, I don't even know, it was something out of the garage. Yeah. It was very rustic. Yeah. And so sweet. And like to drive up to your own place yeah. and see all of your stuff used in this way that you would never use it. No, that is so and to interesting. to be outside. Yeah. It was fantastic. Yeah. I loved it. Like uh, wine bottles where they had candle holders. Like she just took the weird stuff we had around and improvised Mm -hmm. and made like this beautifully elegant outside dinner party. 
And it was really nice. That's I that's that's very cool. And it's kind of like this. Yeah, it is. And I think that it's just sort of taking yourself out of your comfort zone. Yeah. And literally people ha- who do this say this is their favorite night of the year. I mean, the sun is setting. People are clinking glasses. Yeah. Changing, you know, some people are like, oh, that looks delicious. And then they talk about what they made. What did you make over here? Some people pass cheese trays around and yeah. want people to try things. And you get up and you mingle and you walk around and you find your friends and you meet new people. And, and it's just. Sounds great. And oftentimes they have like, you know, strolling musicians or they have. Strolling minstrels. <laughs> a minstrel show. And they end, it ends that night with sparklers, you know, and fun, beautiful. It's, we took a photo of it in 20. 2011 for Minneapolis St. Paul magazine and I went to the archives to try to find it and there's this gentleman in a boater hat with a sparkler and a bottle of champagne candelabras and flowers and it is if not for any other reason it's a spectacle to go see you know what I mean if to go once is I think I think we're going to do it next year because it's kind of like all right now's a good time to do it yeah but um I can't do it tonight <laughs> but but next year you know they release the date you get ready 6:30 the, uh, the the location's going to be announced and you're going to see Tons of people in cars with their stuff getting shuffled over to wherever it is. It'd be really fun to do this in the fall, too, and just, like, everyone has to wear brown. <laughs> I don't want to wear brown. <laughs> and I don't want to brown. see you brown. How about red? Or orange. Or orange. I'd be down for orange. A little harder. A little harder. <laughs> <laughs> so everything has to be orange. Gosh. All right. So there it is. So Dinner and White, if we put the Facebook uh, page up, you have, do you have to request. Um, but do it. Just even if you're thinking about doing it next year, join the Facebook page now so that you can see the pictures that get posted after tonight. Here's the question, Stephanie, that they ask when you join the Facebook page, because they ask you a couple questions. Okay. One of the questions is, what is something that only a Twin Cityan would know? Oh, very What's your nice. answer? Uh, my answer would be how to sneak by someone by saying, Oh, I was just going <laughs> to say it would be, Oh, I knew that would be your answer. Oh, just going to get right by you there. Mine was, um, that you can get the Nookie burger at Shamrocks. Oh, that's a good secret. Yeah. Cause that's, people don't really know that. That's a good Intel. I love it. Yeah. They kind of want to make sure they want to make sure that you're like, you know, real legit. Yeah. It's that you're not a bot. That's right. You're just in Minnesota. All right, guys, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we are going to be in the Ask Stephanie portion of the show, so feel free to give us a call, 651-641-1071. We'll be right back. i got to be over this song. This is done. I want this never to play again. <laughs> I want it to be gone. This is I think it's a sign of... I'm I feel like it's a sign of age because I feel like every song sounds the same. Do you really? And they're all going... It doesn't matter if it's like a man, a woman, a group, (laughs) a singular act. They're just all sounding the same and it's all auto-tuned. Yeah, I know. So there's that. You know, that's the deal. Hey, 651-641-1071 is the number to call if you have comments, questions, concerns, you have tips, tricks, and uh, stuff. We do have Brian on the line. Hi, Brian. Hey, Brian. What's going on? How are you? How are you today? I'm good. Does the food have to be white? No, the food can be whatever color you want it to be. Oh, that, no. Okay. <laughs> Here's Because if that's it, then you're really eating whipped cream and like, you know, white fish, maybe halibut, which would be great. But All right. yeah, no, I feel like you can do the food, whatever, but <laughs> feel free to make it on trend with your tablescape. Like if you have white flowers with green, you could make a green and white salad. Our friend Jilly said, um, just so you know, you can bring a table for two and pick up fried chicken. Yeah. And just walk up and down eating along the way. It is truly a magical night. I'm going with 30 friends tonight. Oh, Jilly. Yeah. Of course she is. Yep. Jilly, you guys, is like the ringleader. That's all I want to know. That's pretty good. All right, Brian, are you going to go? 
Oh, is he gone? We lost him. All right. Uh, but that's so great. I think a lot of people are going to go. We did get a post in the group, because, of course, I'm a member of the group already, saying we were talking about it. Look so. she's talking about dinner oh and God. So I'm hoping there's some beautiful tablescapes that you can find, by the way, at Arks Valley Village. You can go and grab, you know, things that you don't have to worry about bringing your own dishes. Again, we love this, event dishes. And then wash them and donate them back. I mean, that's kind of my... If you can find a candelabra or some cool thing at... You know, Arcelia Village, it's a good idea. And then donate it back. I love that. Yeah, donate it back. Uh, do we have another phone call? We do have. We have a, we have a Steph on the line. Hi, guys. Is it one Hi. of my Stephs? It's, it's a Steph party. It's a Steph party! <laughs> <laughs> What's going on, girl? Well, okay, so we were up on the North Shore, and we had this amazing dinner called Chicken Normandy. Oh. Is it something you guys have heard of? No, but it sounds very fancy. It's um, some kind of... Scandinavian chicken. Um, it's a bone-in chicken, and it's got like I don't even know how to say the name of the cheese. Like a Jarlsberg. Oh, yeah, the Jarlsberg. Okay, yep. And it had some kind of sauce on it, and I've I've seen recipes like online for it, but I was wondering if you guys knew of any restaurants locally that served this. But I'm guessing not, if you don't know what it is. No, and I mean okay. the one, the everything online looks like a French. Uh, like, well, of course, Normandy would be, you know, French, but it doesn't look like it has much to do with cheese on this one. Well, that's what kind of I saw online, too. I didn't see anything that had that cheese sauce. So However, special to them. was it a cheese sauce or there was cheese inside the breast? No, it was a cheese sauce. Huh. Do you know, do you remember where you were? It was the Cove Point Lodge restaurant. Cove Point? amazing. My dad... I'd seen it on Twin Cities Live, them talking about this dish that they had. And so we had to go check it out. And it was worth it. Was worth it. Oh, my gosh. Okay. Well, maybe we'll so, see what we can do and find out. Yeah. Maybe other listeners have um, a connection to the Cove Point Lodge Chicken Normandy dish. We'll definitely yes. give it a look-see. Great. Thanks, ladies. Thanks, Steph. That was great. Kurt used to make me this thing that he'd pound out the chicken breasts and put a piece of like cheese, like Swiss in there yeah, with a piece of ham and then roll it back up and then make like a pan sauce. <gasps> okay. I have something to say. I just have to tell you that I looked up Cove Point Lodge and on their menu under entrees, it says chicken Norway. Okay. So now that changes the game stuff. So this is chicken Norway and it says a bone in chicken breast served in. Co- oh, maybe this is no, it is bone in chicken breast. Of course, cooked to perfection. One of my pet peeve phrases. Topped with a Jarlsberg cream sauce and lingonberries. Served with rice, pilaf, and market vegetable. Okay, so chicken Norway makes a whole bunch of difference. Okay, and that, I have a recipe for that right here. Oh, really? Swiss cheese, lingonberries. You marinate the chicken, you saute the chicken, and then put Swiss cheese on it. And this is not a good recipe because they literally just put a piece of cheese <laughs> on it not with it. some lingonberries. However, it. it was on TV. It right. was like, oh, this is the recipe. It is featured on Fox somewhere. Oh. I have the whole recipe and it's a video. But there's nowhere down here that I know that's making this chicken Norway. And they Norway. don't make a cheese sauce in here. But I'll post this okay. on our Facebook page. Right. And if it's the one, okay. she'll be real happy. There I like, you go, Steph. I'm actually kind of digging this whole chicken Normandy that I just found, which is a little bit like... It's got a little cider sauce An to apple it. cider yes, sauce with brandy. Beautiful. Yeah, I thought that looked good, too. I might switch to Normandy. So, I, okay, this was supposed to be the summer of sauces for me. Yeah, and how's I've, that going? I've made three, 
And I've posted them. No, you are only on your first month and you were gone for three weeks. So take a little pressure off yourself. You okay, thank you. Because mm-hmm. I started panicking nope. and making excuses for myself nope, and no overachieving needed. right in the moment. Nope. Um, but I am going to be doing quite a bit more cooking this week. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I'm trying to think of what my next sauce situation is going to be like. Okay. I think I'm going to make a sauce that I'm going to baste a beer can chicken with. Oh, okay. Doesn't that sound good? You need to baste it, though? Well, uh, I mean... Okay, let me ask. Like a finishing sauce. Oh, well, uh, that's different. Yeah. Because you don't really, I mean, the whole chicken, you don't really need to baste chicken. But if you baste it and then it mingles with the juices and then you get it in the bottom of the beer can holder thing and then you make a pan sauce with yeah, that. Yeah, okay, I'm, I'm with you on that. Yum. Okay, I'm, I'm there. I'm definitely there. Is that a thing that you looked up and you saw some stuff? Or No, I just, just feel thinking, like you're feeling this is you a good idea. You get all the good shmur, shmur, shmur yeah. at the bottom of the chicken base. Yeah. And why aren't we doing something with that? Right. Right. And, you know, and my whole thing is just stick some bread in there. <laughs> <laughs> I did make Stephanie. Stop it up. Stop it up with a biscuit. That were used. Like, I always save old bread and I put the croutons in the fridge. Yeah. Or freezer. Uh-huh. And I brought a bag of it to the cabin and I roasted a chicken and we were having an extra person for dinner and I yeah. didn't have enough food. <gasps> so I had all the croutons at the bottom of the pan with some Do it. really sad carrots, sad celery, some potatoes. It was probably like, Ellie goes, Mom, this is one of the best meals you've ever made. See. Yeah, and it was just a roast chicken on top of the ooey gooey croutons. Yep. It was so good. Yep. I think that's a really great idea. Yeah. I put that on my Instagram if anyone wants to look at it. It was lovely. Okay. I like that. Okay. Chicken Norway. I'm posting chicken it. Chicken Norway. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Can I also just want to, I had a, um, have you ever had Tattersall's Cream de Fleur? Yeah. I had never had it. Mm. And I got some. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That was fantastic. It's a lovely little liqueur. It's in the, you know. And it was low ABV. It's 30%. Because it's a liqueur. It's not like a spirit. Yeah, I had no you know idea. What I, mean? I mean, it is a spirit. It does have alcohol. But there's that difference between something that is, it's made to be an, an addition to your cocktail. Yeah, I had it with a grapefruit spindrift. Yeah. Oh. And a lime. Mm-hmm. Or a, I think I had a lemon. It was so refreshing. Mm-hmm. and. I was like, I didn't feel like I was wasted. I had like just this refreshing, nice no, drink on my porch. I loved it. A little bit of a, you know, like a lawnmower cocktail. Yeah, it was awesome. <laughs> like Lillet. We always talk about Lillet. You know what I mean? Which is yes. that thing that is a beautiful. If you see a bottle of Lillet and it's summertime, you go buy that bottle. It's wine based. It's it's a vermouth. Like we've talked to, we yeah, were, you, you bought were me some. About, yeah. You bought me some one year yeah. and I still have it in my cupboard. Oh, well, it's probably not good then. Really? Does it go bad? I don't, it's not, a, I don't know if it's like in your warm cupboard, maybe. Like, is it a cupboard? I don't know. It's above I, the it's refrigerator. Not a, it's not where... just a spirit, you know what I mean? So it does have a natural, I huh. feel like vermouth, you can't, did you open it at all? Oh, we're wrapping um, up.